Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? I'm caffeinated. Are we, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't coordinate this, people, but we're both sporting the purple again today. It's time to... You know, skull, baby. You know, no, nobody's playing, so we can't be upset that we're losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Ouch! <laughs> it's just it's that it's that excitement of oh, what could happen. Yeah, hope springs eternal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, uh, land of ten thousand lakes. Um, before we get into this week's two amazing special guests, yeah. uh, just a real quick shout out. Thank you to hypebot.com and bandsintown.com for all you do to support and help promote the show. And discmakers.com. Thank you for your continued sponsorship. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small, it's selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts, online, and eventually at your gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we put together a cool little offer for all of our listeners out there. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out in the promo code field, enter FREEBIZ, F-R-E-E-B-I-Z, and it'll save you up to $150 in shipping costs. Wow. It's nothing to sneeze at there. Mm-hmm. Um, so discmakers.com, promo code FREEBIZ, and save up to $150 in shipping. So, Jay, we got two guests this week. Yeah, we have AJ and Jeremy Popoff from the rock band Lit, and uh, thrilled to have them on. A couple of great guys. Um, really interesting discussion. Yeah, fun discussion. It's just their take on what's going on right now in the industry yeah. and how did they yeah. deal with it and how are they dealing with it and what do they think about stuff that's going on. It's, it's really, I like getting the perspective of the musician, somebody who's right there that's dealing right. with it. Yeah. So let it roll. Today, we are thrilled to be joined with AJ and Jeremy Popoff from the rock band Lit. AJ, Jeremy, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Good to see you. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Cheers. How are you guys doing? Yeah, you staying, <laughs> staying sane in this, uh, in this crazy world? You guys staying safe and sane? Man, doing our best. Well, as we can be, I guess. It is. Uh, How about you guys? It needs to lose your mind a little bit. It's just it's just nutty, right? And and with a with a band like Lit, I mean, you guys, you know, it's so important for you to get out and put butts in the seats and play in front of people and you know shake some hands, kiss some babies, sell some merch, you know that sort of thing. What the hell? I mean, how are you guys surviving? You know, in this crazy time we have, a lot of gearing up, and I and I guess just hoping for the best on the other end, you know, we, we're just hoping to come out of it, it whole. Um, in the meantime, all we can do is be, you know, try and be creative and try and come up with, you know, ideas, how to market ourselves and keep ourselves, you know, 
relevant enough to be able to come out on the other end and, and, and play shows. And I think it's everyone being in the same boat. I feel like it's almost like when businesses reopen, I'm hoping that when music reopens, it's going to be, they're going to be welcomed with open arms and it's going to be, you know, more, more on fire than it ever was. I, I pray for that. Let, let me, let me ask you. So when, when the, everything shut down in early March, was it a huge shock to you and did it really hit you right away? Cause I know from my experience, some of the musicians I work with, it was like, Oh, okay. We're just going to move our shows to April, you know? But then it, by late March, it was like, this Uh-oh. is going to be pretty long. This isn't yeah. what we thought it was going to be. How did it hit you guys? Well, I, luckily, um, our manager, Dave Rose, is, uh, he was very kind of got in front of it and was very proactive in terms of, you know, getting stuff rescheduled for later in the year. Um, and, you know, that was a pretty good, pretty good on his part because I think everybody was trying to do that too. So we, we sort of, you know, staked our claim, I guess, on some of the dates. But for the most part, even that's not – for sure. I mean, we've got some stuff coming up at the end of July and in and, and, and August and it's a, it's just a couple here and there, but it's like, man, not only do you risk or not, do you run the risk of it being canceled and then you're just, you own more stock in the airlines than you care to, you know, than you care to <laughs> all right. these tickets and credits and things, but also, um, you know, now with all the backlash, it's almost like, you know, even if they do, play have a show let's say at the end of july and even if there are social distancing measures and even if there is whatever it is now all of a sudden you're a complete you know asshole if you play a show so it's very confusing right now you yeah. know strange times for sure have yeah, you guys I mean, oh go ahead michael no i was just gonna say you know what 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 is your take on on some of these artists that are trying to do shows right now. I mean, we just, we just saw one where there was a country artist who packed a thousand people shoulder to shoulder into a venue and sort of afterwards, after the show was done was like, "Eh, I'm not sure that, you know, that might not have been the best thing to do after the fact, eh, you know, leaves a little, you know, leaves things up in the air I mean, what do you think? Is is this something you want to really try and get out there? Or are you just now to the point where it's like, let's just sit back and, and, and play this out? I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what the right thing to do would be because, you know, I mean, if AJ comes over to my house right now, or if the guys in my band came over to the house right now, you know, we're not going to be weird around each other. We're not going to, wear masks around each other or, or, or feel weird that we're all, I mean, I, uh, my son is here with his girlfriend and my wife is here. My, you know, it's the band is the band and we're all good. So it wouldn't be weird for us to be standing on a stage together. It wouldn't feel weird to me. Right. Um, and what happens in the audience is kind of like, I mean, that's not, we don't control that. You know um, what happened to Chase Rice and, you know, Chase Rice is a, you know, he's a friend of ours and, and, um, he, uh, you know, he played a, he played a 10,000 seat venue and there was only a thousand people there. I mean, 
that on paper looks responsible to me. Um, whether or not a bunch of young people ran to the front of the stage to try to, you know, get their concert fix, he doesn't have any control of that. Um, that would, you know, he's taken more of the heat than the promoter or the security or any sure. of that. Um, and then at the same time, too, if you look at the demographic of the people that are there, you know, and crammed in front of the stage, they're not the ones getting sick. So it's kind of like, but is it irresponsible when they go home and this and that? I mean, I don't know. Do we know? Nobody knows shit really is the answer, is, is, the, is the long and short answer. I don't know that he went out there and did anything wrong by being there. I don't know if the promoter or the, uh, the guy running the show could have done a better job keeping people separated. Um, but I know a thousand people in a 10,000 person venue doesn't sound that crazy to me. Right. Um, right. I've On seen paper. Yeah. I've seen people asshole to elbow in a, in a home Depot. Just <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to buy toilet paper. Yeah. I feel like the problem kind of is what I, what I've noticed with some artists is, um, you know, and, and no disrespect to Chase Rice, like, like Jeremy said, I don't know that he did anything wrong necessarily, but I, I also feel like you're the first to make a move like that. And there are so many artists that are itching and trying to get back to work. Well, it's like nobody designated him to be the one to test it out because maybe, you know, everyone's been trying to be patient and not do the wrong thing, hoping that if this goes away and we can get back to work as normal. So to be the first guy that kind of like, oh, I'm not afraid. Well, you're not, yeah. you know, speaking on behalf of yourself, you're, you're representing a whole community of musicians that might pissed off. It's like, it's almost like a local restaurant following the rules and you get the whole town shut down, you know? That's right. Yeah. It's a no, bold I, move, I, right? I when you're that, the first guy out. Yeah. It's tough. Someone has to be the first guy out. And when is that the right time to be that guy? Who knows? And I agree with yeah. what you said, AJ. And, I, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I, when I said those aren't the, that's not the demographic of people that's getting sick, I understand that is the demographic of people that are getting it more now and transmitting it more now and all that. I understand that, it, that it's dangerous. Um, I think what I, was, what I was trying to say is like, it's the same demographic of people, the same age range, same these kids are cooped up. They haven't been to school in months. They haven't had, they haven't been to work in months and it's no different than the same groups of people that are out protesting and doing everything else. It's that same kind of age group. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah. it, it's, it's that's, really that's a confusing time and it changes every day. You know, the experts don't know, we don't know. And, and I, and I, you know, maybe maybe the music industry ought to get together and decide like when that time is right, and then maybe everyone should just go play a show at the same time, so not one person gets all the all the backlash for it. You know, because I mean, this this thing's not going to go away anytime soon. No, it's no. not. You make a really good point, and that is that we're just learning about this. You know, Michael and I had a a doctor on, on the show recently. Oh. And he just flat out said, you know, this is a novel disease. We're just learning about this disease. We're figuring it out on the fly as we go. And, you know, I think the fastest time we had a vaccine prior to this was like four years. And they've already got things that they're testing. And look, we're, 
we're all just going to have to uh, ride this thing out and see how it goes and try to be as safe as possible. But let me ask you this. Are you guys interested in pursuing, you know, live stream shows or, you know, some other ways to reach your audience, at least to engage with them during the break? So, you know, it's not out of sight, out of mind. I, I love the idea of these drive-in shows, to be honest with you. I think something that would be cool if that stuck around, even after all this is, you know, simmers down. But the idea of being able to pull up, even open up new, new drive-in theaters across the nation, you know, bring back that old nostalgic experience where families take, you know, go and watch movies, but to have be able to pull up and if you want to tune it into your, your car stereo and keep your windows up with your AC and watch a concert or um, I think that's a great, that concept to me. Sounds is, like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, the other thing that they've been doing lately, and I read this article um, yesterday about this, the thing that's starting to pick up even um, in Europe are these balcony concerts. So you're, yeah. you're at this hotel, you're out there on the balcony playing your thing, and then all the other buildings around and all the other people. Or, 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 or you're down in the pool courtyard area set up as a band, and all of the, yeah. all of the audience members are in the balconies surrounding the pool watching the show. I think that, that's, that's the cool. site, that's the kind of creative thinking that I needs agree. to be attempted. It, you know, is it going to work? We don't know, but you got to try it. I mean, I just yeah. read this morning that Walmart is going to convert 160 of their um, parking areas into drive-in theaters. I'm like, oh, that, I didn't hear that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Try it. See, because you're, you're, you're right. I mean, is, is a drive-in concert the ideal concert experience? Of course not. You all want the, to be there shoulder to shoulder. There's something that's great about right. that. It here. beats sitting at home. But, yeah, right. it beats nothing. Getting out and doing that is something. And I well, love that people to, are trying it. What we need is for a company like Walmart – um, who has probably had a record year um, or a Home Depot or some of these um, retailers that are just absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Um, they need to step up. And because one of the reasons that drive-in concerts are going to be very difficult to um, sustain themselves is it's really tough to make the revenue that it requires to put on a show like that. Yep. And yeah. so um, – you know, I mean, you you would have to do like three shows in one day for those amount of cars to make half as much as you would have made. Right. You could have done one show, and so That's Walmart right. needs to step up and say, "Hey, look, I'm gonna we're gonna pay this much for every one of these parking lot concerts because we're making more awesome. money than anybody right now." And then we could really do it, and it could be awesome, and I think it'd be fun. But otherwise, they're putting the burden on the artists. Yeah. on the road crews, on the, everybody on our side of the fence has to bear that burden. Like, well, do we want to play basically for free or do we want to just, you know, wait this out? Well, that, right. you know, Jeremy, that brings up a good point because, you know, we're talking about how are venues going to reopen? Are they going to social distance? Are they selling, you know, only 25% of the available capacity? Does that concern you as a band going, it's it's impossible for me to put on a tour if I can only sell, you know, 
250 tickets of a thousand seat venue that that yeah. that cuts into every revenue stream you it's, could potentially it's 25 percent of your merch sales you know it's it's across the board i mean yeah. think, about, think about how many shows would um normally get canceled with those kind of numbers yeah that's it that's the point it's just yeah. can't, you, can't, yeah. you can't do it i mean you can't pay for the staff that's required the show um the show is the show like it whatever whether you're a band our size or you're a band you know if you're jason aldean or if you're you know iron maiden you have the amount of crew that you have to put on the mm -hmm. show that you have and sure you could scale it down here and there but um you, you know yeah the number doesn't change you know no. you're, you have fixed rent, costs the rent doesn't go down just because you're you're you know making less and, so. and in fact frankly, probably more expenses because you've got people who have to keep everybody safe and clean and at the venues they have to clean things down and the restrooms and everything's got to be it, it could even mean more personnel that they'll need to have for less revenue less butts in the seats it's it's certainly challenging but i think as we come out of this i think we we all know that this isn't going to go away like on a thursday and then everything's going to be back to normal there's going to be this slow kind of ramping back up you know and how can lit survive and flourish as these barriers come down you know yeah <laughs> We'll let you know in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I was saying earlier about, you know, Walmart and Home Depot and Target and, you know, all these just mega billion, you know, companies with huge properties, huge parking lots. Um, and, um, you know, huge they, pandemic they, profits. I mean, yeah, they've, they've profited so much on this. They ought to step up. Um, the streaming services ought to step up. The record labels ought to step up. There's a lot of people that could really step up right now and offset the loss so that we can do drive-in concerts and we can be innovative and come up right. with ways to get, up, to get out there. And there's a lot of beautiful properties out there. Um, for instance, you know, the polo fields where they do stagecoach and they do um, yeah. Coachella. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. They make hand over fist money when there's, you know, a couple hundred thousand people that are paying a shitload of money and, you know, buying all the different packages and all that. But that property is big enough. You could probably park a whole bunch of cars out there mm -hmm. and really, you know, get a big, massive screen and do a pretty cool event where people could social distance and, and yeah. do, do it safe. <clears throat> multiple drive-in setups kind of thing. That could be a festival called at the drive-in festival. You, you know, know, they're like, doing that this yeah. weekend here in Los Angeles um, at the Rose Bowl they're bringing in it's like going to be like a big drive-in they're going to you can watch jaws you know for example all that yeah so that's to cool. your to your point uh, jeremy that's yeah th there's properties there is anything going on are you going to make the revenue for it that you would normally make no but to your point why not give back you know are we all in this together or are we not right. or or at least have an event like that and stream it at the same time you know and where you it's kind of a win-win and do, do a pay-per-view. I mean, it's, everyone's giving stuff away right now, all these streaming things, you know, where they're letting people come and watch for free or just tip or whatever. But I don't see how, you know, these artists, how music's going to survive and keep going and thriving if we don't change it up a little bit and, and start, you know, like the uh, MMA was doing where you, you have to purchase a concert. I mean, I don't see the harm yeah. in that. I mean, people, 
you, you know, you're going to have to start putting in a little, you know, I think everyone has to contribute and like Walmart, there's no reason these big companies can't be sponsors and cover the offset costs. Well, right you know, I, I, how many, how many big companies have thrown a party for their staff, you know, in Vegas and worked out the hard rock and paid, you know, 50 cent, a million dollars to come perform for their, for their, you know, lots, 300 employees. You know what I mean? Lots, the money's yeah. there. The people are out there. They could probably help out. But I mean, I, I know that wasn't the purpose yeah. of this interview. Well, and, and, and you, you know, you know. No, but what, what, what I would love to see is there's so many venues, even small venues that are already wired with video cameras and internet streaming because they would lighting they 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 would do it when bands were touring open up your venue and let a band come in and stream from your stage nobody's got to be in the venue but you're streaming it to an entire audience but at least at least now as a band you're not sitting here going well geez do i need to go rent a rehearsal room to do a nice streaming event do i need to get all this gear no you've got these these empty venues that have so much of this gear already there. Right. Make it available to us. And it's what we're used to as a band, you know, trying to rig up something in your living room, whatever, and make it feel like you're rocking out, you know, or natural. <laughs> it's very awkward for a band like us. Like we would, yeah. like what you were saying, yeah, I'd way rather get on a House of Blues stage and, and feel at home and have yeah. my monitor system that I normally have. And, uh, well, especially if you want to, try and sell tickets and charge to watch the stream. You know, if right. you're, you're going to have a hard time charging somebody 10 bucks just to watch you sit in your living room and strum an acoustic guitar. If you want to charge that money, they want a pro show like they're used to. They want good lighting, good miking, somebody who's mixing it properly. They want yeah. a full show. You need the right environment to put that on. I think it was, was it Dropkick Murphys that did one? Yes, there? That yes. Yep. Really, really well done. Like that was, yeah, it was well was done. It looked example. like a, a pro show. You know, there, there's, it's really interesting now. We're, we're kind of all getting this fatigue from these Zoom kind of concerts and performances. And some people have done music videos that are amazing. Um, some of them, the sound has been really good. And I've seen so many live streams. And as much as I love these artists starting to get kind of that fatigue because you guys know as well as anybody, there's no feeling like when the lights go down and your heart starts to race and you feel the electricity in the room and all of a sudden, boom, you hit that stage. You, I don't know if you can ever replicate that over a zoom or a Skype <laughs> call. No. And I'm surprised too that, you know, I have so many friends that are doing that working so hard to try to fix the latency and the little the little bit of delay that there is and you know and the little tick, 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 yep. the, the glitches that happen and it's like <laughs> i can't believe no one's during this last four months no one's figured it out so that we could you know really pull it off uh, seamlessly right. you, you know I, I i would i would tell everybody somebody who's actually doing a really good job you need to check out the monsters of rock cruise they, oh, yeah. they have been doing live streams weekly, but what they did is they rented out a space at Third Encore in Burbank. Yep. They built a stage, and I'm talking a high-quality stage. It's got LED screens wrapped around, pro lighting, multi-camera. 
So at least as a fan, it looks like a real concert I'm attending. Yeah. It, we're, it, we're, we're doing one of those actually. Are you? Are you? Yeah. We're, we're, um, we're scheduled to be on the cruise in, uh, is it February of next year? Hopefully not. Yeah. And okay. then, um, yeah, we're just right now it's just logistics cause I'm in Nashville and AG's in, in, uh, Orange County. Uh, For now. In a, in, a month, in a few weeks, he'll be in Nashville. And then we, yeah. <laughs> so we just have to all get to the same place and, and make it happen. But um, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've watched a, a few of theirs and they actually sold tickets to an LA gun show for like 10 bucks, but they, they enhanced it. So it wasn't just 10 bucks to watch. It was 10 bucks. And then you get into a raffle to win an autograph stage played guitar and all this other stuff, but they are very impressive shows the production quality is better than anything i've seen online so let us know when you guys have your show and yeah, we'll make please. sure to tell everybody yeah we're, we're looking forward to doing it and and because of those reasons because they're doing it so well and it's so pro and we're gonna um we 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 tried to make it happen this month but it looks like it'll probably be like maybe early fall hopefully um but yeah that's on the uh that's definitely on, on the, the agenda. So are, are, are you guys using this downtime to do writing, recording? You know, is it, you know, is this, could this be, could artists look at this as, well, this is just the down cycle between an album and touring that we all naturally have at some point. We're just all doing it at the same time now. Take advantage and start writing, start recording. We, we really should. It's, I, I think, I don't, I don't speak for Jeremy in this. I know he's been getting some writing sessions in out in Nashville. Um, but it's, you know, you're talking about keeping your sanity and how you, how you guys doing during this time. That's something that plays in, uh, whether it helps at times, you know, when you're going through a crisis, it makes you more and you're inspired to write. Um, this whole thing is kind of for us has shifted us in the opposite direction for the most part where, it's kind of hard to put your head in a creative space when you're so yeah. when you're so preoccupied with wondering when the next show is going to come or, you know, just dealing with all the weird shit in the world. And, yeah. you know, does that put your head, in, you know, does it make you want to write? Maybe, maybe it's going to, you know, it's just going to all come pouring out and I don't want to write a song about being in quarantine or, or, you know, COVID, but the, the way, you know, that state of mind where you're, you're kind of feeling not desperate, but like, you know, a little bit hopeless. I think that's what a lot of people are going through, whether you're a songwriter or not. You're just, you know, you got to get out of that funk. Yeah. And it's hard because it's not just the pandemic. There's, you know, we live in a divided country. We have racial unrest. I mean, on and on. It's just this 2020 has just been a shit show. And I can't wait for this to all be over. But it sounds like you're you're not just sitting back feeling sorry for yourself. You know, you're you're no. moving forward. You've got plans. You're going to be in Nashville. You know, you're going to plan for when this thing uh, does subside a, a little bit. Are what what are your plans when when you get to a point where you can start playing live again? Um, and thinking about that, you're not going to be able to, you know, do like the kind of touring initially that you used to be able to do, but are you kind of thinking about, all right, this is what our set list is going to look like, and this is the kind of merch we're going to have, and this is maybe some new music we're going to have. Are you kind of in that planning process? Yeah, I think, I think we always are in that process. Um, 
and um, yeah, so I think for for sure there's we have plenty of time to plan for that. It's just it's hard to plan when you don't know. You know, is yeah. it August? Is it January? Right. It, you know, is it inside? Is it outside? Um, so it, it is, and that's there. Like you know, going back to the whole being creative right now. I've been really like a couple of nights ago, I was just laying there in bed and I finally just kind of told myself like, dude, just stop trying for a minute. Stop beating yourself up. Because I really feel almost like this pandemic induced writer's block where, you know, yeah. I don't really want to write a song about how pissed off I am right now about this thing or that thing, whatever. I want to write yeah. a song about falling in love. I want to write a song about my car, you know, or my, you know, you know, breaking you up. Or politics. We're falling in love with your car. I want to yeah. get back to real life <laughs> rock and roll music. And I don't, like AJ said, I do not want to have the new lit record have anything to do with viruses or politics. We've had enough. Um, you know, shit. I, I feel like a, a baby seal getting clubbed to death. That's just like, I just want to just fucking leave me alone for a minute. Let me just, uh, you know, re, re, recharge this thing so I can be creative again. But well, let me ask you that from the creative standpoint, you know, I'm not a musician and I haven't written songs, but it seems to me that the creativity might come more easily after through all of this when you can sort of come out of whatever funks depressions you know emotions that you're dealing with day to day right now being in it when you're out of it and you can look back and go okay now I've got a clearer understanding is that more likely when you would get creative about something like this Pro probably because you'll have that sense of, of you know at least for us, we tend to write songs about, about life. Right. And so whether it's an up or a down, happy or sad, you know, drunk or sober, it's, 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 it's about life. And I feel like right now life is on pause. Yeah. And so it's so sometimes and not all the time, but sometimes when we're sitting there writing a song right now, it almost feels like, okay, come on, we know how to do this this part should go here. We should say this here. We should do this there. It's Muscle not memory. coming from that yeah. same place of inspiration that you get when you're able to live your life and, and, and fall down and get back up. And don't, right now we can't even fall down. We're, 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 we're just like, you know, walk around on eggshells in our own houses. And so, yeah, right. I think you're right. I think, I think there'll be a wave of emotion once we're, once we're sort of unleashed. Yeah, I think we're, we're more filtered right now than we ever were. I, you know, like Jeremy was saying, like if we were to open the floodgates, and and we have to be careful of every, you know, everything we say right now, because even though you feel like you're saying the right thing or being supportive of the situation, it, it, everything's being interpreted very differently. Like you're saying, the divide doesn't yeah. matter what you say; someone's going to take what you know. What I mean, and when, go, going back to what Jeremy said, we don't write anything. You know, we never touch on politics in our music. We've never been that serious. It is about falling in and out of love, and it's about partying. And we're we're a backyard party band, you know. At the end of the day, so <laughs> right. well, how do you during during all of this? How are you keeping you know your voice in shape and your 
your chops in line and all of that, how are you kind of staying sane and grounded and not kind of losing track with all of the things that you need to do? Man, that's a good point. I, I, I uh, think about, I think about that almost every day. Um, you know, obviously before this happened, I was, you know, it was never really a gym, go to the gym kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was, I finally got the groove and I was going to the gym like six days a week. And I was, wow. you know, mostly treadmilling and getting my cardio in shape. I, we were going to be playing a lot of shows this summer. So I was like, I'm going to get, I want to be in the best shape of my life. And I was doing, you know, tons of vocal exercises. And I was, you know, for the first time being really diligent about my body, my machine and my voice. And, yeah. and what, when this happened, I literally pulled the plug. I had to on the workout stuff. I don't have like a home gym, but um, I literally stopped doing all of that. And every day I tell myself, well, what, you know, there's this, you do, you have time to kind of figure it out. Um, and I do need to get back into that. I get a regimen, get a different kind of a healthy thing going for myself because I, I do want to be ready for whenever that green light hits and, you know, it's time to go, whether it's a, whether it's a streaming concert or, or a drive-in concert, I, I definitely want to be, ready for it so i mean that's yeah. a good point you brought that up i, I, I honestly I think about it all the time just gotta yeah. do it yeah yeah it's gonna I be been, here before uh, you know it. I, I have not been practicing my guitar like as much as i should be i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have to really uh devote a couple days to getting the set down when we get the when we get the <laughs> yeah yeah um but it, you know that's another thing too like it's that whole inspiration thing you know um I have guitars all over the house, you know, I've got one laying there on the pool table and I've got one right over here and I've got amps and all this gear here. And, but the, but it's like, what's driving you to pick that thing up, you know? And, and we are really depressing, aren't we? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, listen, you're not, you're going through the same thing that like Everybody thousands is. of other Everybody people are going through right that. now. And, Man, even those of us who aren't, you know, musicians and touring, we're we're feeling this too. So I think what you're describing is perfectly human and normal. It's just you're not going to let it define you. You know, it's like, okay, we're going through this. It's a bitch. But you know what? We're going to come out of it in the other side. We're going to be stronger on the other side. You know, you you have a choice. You can either give up or you can, you know, power through it i mean the one of the cool things that we're doing too is um going through uncovering re re re-releasing um you know old live music live records um we've got a song coming out on friday that was a kind of a it was a japanese bonus track from many years ago but no one really ever heard it so um we had our uh our buddy sean who's made a bunch of our videos he put together this amazing video and it's very inspiring to watch for us. It's, it's, it's kind of a, um, that's very motivating. And, 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 and just hearing some of these, um, you know, we've been dusting off some, um, just some cool old demos and, and, and that's song great. starts and going, kind of going back for me, I've been, I've been really digging into a lot of the music that I was listening to when we wrote a place in the sun, you know, some of that, like, like 97 to 2003 that whole like era of music which was so great yeah uh, and i've just been listening to a bunch of that i'm just trying to you know 
get back to that thing and and uh, and then finding these old lit gems and and, and then you know AJ and I just released a, a Pop Off Brothers song which yep. is kind of our new um, kind of countryside of us um, project that we're up to and we've got a few of those that that we're um, working on releasing so you know that's great it, it, we're, it's not like we're sitting around you know just stagnant doing nothing it's just that yeah. it's just not the normal like oh shit we got to get on a plane tomorrow we got to go right. you know play in dallas and then you know and then we're in the studio on tuesday it's just a different type of schedule but in the process i mean i guess in a way um not to bring it <laughs> bring it back down but you know like when you when you lose somebody and you start going through old pictures and old videos and you yeah. start Sitting around with your friends talking about it, it. kind of mm-hmm. what we've been doing. Like since yeah. we've lost, since we've lost touring, and we've lost being able to hang out with our band and our crew in different cities all over all over the world, we've been finding cool videos of that stuff and going, "Dude, let's put this yeah. out. People want to see this stuff, and we want to see it." So I think um, you'll you'll see a lot of that from us and hopefully you'll start seeing that from bands i think that's great i i can't wait to see that i i love what you, that you're doing that because as a fan we love it when there's that bonus track that we didn't have or there's uh, a different version of a track that, you know or the demo version um one of my clients yeah. did something pretty cool where they took their ep and they totally did not just acoustic versions of them but they totally reimagined it so one's kind of almost got a reggae feel to it and and i'm not saying that you should do that but i'm just saying that i love the creative ways that people are trying to engage their audience and then i have another client who had a record done in the can and now during this pandemic they you know they have the home studio so they went ahead and re-recorded one of the tracks that they weren't really happy with and it turned out amazing then they did another then they did another they've re-recorded the entire album and now they're super wow. happy with it so wow. there are some silver linings to these clouds and and i'm glad sure. that you're you're doing those things that's super fucking cool yeah thanks yeah, man. so um before we wrap up here guys um where can people find out what you're doing and listening listen to these new tracks and see your videos and learn more about you and follow you where can people find you i mean we 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 have the website um litband.com and that's um kept you know pretty up to date for the most part we and then we have our social media which is um what is what is our handle? Lit Band are you pretty active on? Are you guys pretty active on your socials? Not as active as we should be, but yeah, we're. I mean, anything that we're doing, what we do, just we're bad about the in between. Like I'm brushing my teeth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Good, we're not good at playing that like every step yeah. of the way kind of guys. But uh, that's just because I uh, get it. It's Lit Band official. Um, yeah. on Instagram and Facebook, um, litband.com, obviously. And then, um, uh, and then pop off brothers is on Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. And then we're all and, there. And it, three, so that that's, that's great. And and then pretty soon you guys will both be in Nashville together and, uh, God knows what's going to happen. God help us all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and for this downtime, we're, we're either drinking, a lot of coffee, too much coffee or too much, you know. You and me both, brother. <laughs> and, then, and then come like four o'clock, we switch over to the Tito's. To the Tito's, right? Or whatnot. 
Okay. There's a lot of cons consumption of. Uh, yeah. No judgment. Al 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 alcohol <laughs> sales are also going through the roof during this pandemic. Those guys need to step up and. Spend yeah, they need the to give back. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Come on, Bud Light. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> we actually yeah. just released our own coffee. Did you know that? Your own cool. coffee? Yeah, we have uh, we have lit coffee. It's a place in the sun. We, the Jeremy, Kevin, and I got together and we sampled a bunch of you know beans and a bunch of different coffees and we came up with our own our own blend and yeah it's, it's uh, people love it oh uh, aj i'm in man i'm all in i'm get you I, yeah no i'm i'm going there that's great awesome <laughs> All right, guys. So great talking with you. We we wish you nothing but success, and please uh, keep in touch. And uh, you know, uh, just stay safe and sane, guys. Yeah, likewise, man. Happy Fourth of July, too. Take yeah, care, to you guys. So appreciate you guys. You bet. Yeah. Best of luck. Cheers. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of a hundred units or more, a hundred and fifty dollar value. That was fun. Uh, you know, yeah. their attitude, I mean, y you know, we're, again, we're all in the same boat here, obviously, but I feel like their attitude is good. Yeah. Dealing with this. Yeah, they're bummed out a little bit, but they should Who wouldn't be. be? Who wouldn't be? I but mean, they're this not is, thrown in the towel. No. Yeah. As, as you and I have talked about, I mean, I've encountered clients who literally have just crawled into a hole since yeah. March 12th. And you've heard nothing from them since then. Yeah. It's like, okay, now that's a problem in my mind. There's some serious issues with your career and depression and everything else. But, yeah. I, you know, you got to just try. That's what this whole thing is right now, whether it's drive-in concerts and curbside concerts and streaming. Whatever. It ain't perfect. Mm -mm. First to admit that. But you got to try. You got to think about it because you might have fun doing it. And it might, you might discover that cool thing that when we do come out of this, you keep doing on your days off. Yeah. I had a client tell me the other day that they didn't want to put out music because of all of this racial unrest and because of the pandemic and that we have this divided America. And I said, well, what better time to put out? Isn't that what music's about? It's it's the only thing that you see at weddings and funerals, right? I mean, it's part of our fabric, and I think that it's important that you, if you are a creator, you continue to create. If you're a singer, continue continue to sing. I just think it's very important. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Bob Lefsitz has always been saying, it's like, you know, music used to be the leaders of change. They were the ones writing the songs and the movements and everything else. And, you know, you know what, within days after Kent State, you know, Ohio was written and released. And, yeah. you know, I do feel to some extent that's missing in music these days. And is, is, is yeah. that uh, not an issue of the artist, but more of the influence of, labels and corporate world saying, no, 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 we can't rock the boat. We don't want you to release that song because it's going to upset a potential sponsor. It's going to upset a retailer. Right. Is, is that the bigger influence here? I don't know, but I do feel like music should always be right there as part of change. Yeah, I think some people don't want to rock the boat. And I've talked to a lot of artists about this. There are people that are out there putting out 
amazing topical music. If you, if you get a chance, listen to this song called Tell the People by Brett James. And it's basically, you know, saying, look, you don't know if you're going to be here another 30 years or another 30 days. You better tell the people that you care about how you feel about them. And it's a very subtle way of saying we're all going through some really difficult times. It doesn't have to be Bob Dylan, right? Standing up, yep. um, making a very bold statement about the Vietnam War or something. There are ways that we can, you know, create art that reflects the time that's not necessarily preachy. Right, right. And, you know, and at the end of the day, it's not necessarily going to be preachy if it is truly you and who you are and you're talking from your heart. Because now you're just talking about what you believe in. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always say, you know, you, you don't want to write that song that's supposed to be a protest song when it really wasn't a big issue to you, but you thought you'd yeah. jump on the bandwagon and take yeah. advantage of all of the media attention that's going on. People can smell so, through that in a heartbeat. Yeah, that, that's the wrong way to do it. If an yeah. artist feels it in their heart, as a fan, I want you to pursue that and release that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good show. So, so that's cool. You know, yeah, that was a fun, fun conversation. With I dig guys. those guys. You know, I saw them live one time, and I'll tell you, they are fun live. They're not the, one of these grunge bands that, you know, stare at the floor when they play. You know, they, right. if you want to go have a good time, you know, go, go see Lit and, live. And, and definitely, we'll let you know, but make sure you check out when these guys are on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Yeah. Head over to Monsters of Rock Cruise on Facebook. That's where they stream all this stuff. That's where you can yeah. get all the info. Trust me when I say you're going to look at that show and go, is this really a stream or am I watching? It, it's got production qualities of an arena show going yeah. on. Yeah. So it's well worth your time. Um, so, yeah, if you are um, watching us on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. Pound it. Pound, pound that, that button. Pound that subscribe button. <laughs> uh, Spotify, hit that follow button. Follow us on Please. Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave in a, re a review and a rating. It means a lot to us. It helps immensely. Um, and, of course, quick shout out to Bruce and HypeBot.com, BandsInTown.com, and DiscMakers.com. Thank you for your continued support week in and week out. We greatly appreciate it. Um, that's it. We'll see everybody next week.